again, everyone, and welcome to Bartow Sports Zone. It's time to get in the zone with our first show of 2023. We're glad that you're with us this morning for your source for local coach interviews, local sports news information, and local sports talk. I'm your host, Charles Wilson. Our sponsors on Bartow Sports Zone as we move into the new year, Styles Auto Care, Derek Strange of Edward Jones, Elite Stone Supply, and three-way campers. So uh, good morning, Jackson. Good morning, Alan. I know you guys filled in for me there when my Zoom connection went down. Thank you for being here this morning. Yeah, a false sense of security with you, Charles. You've never let us down before, and I was sitting here on mute drinking my Coke Zero, not ready to go this morning. Yeah, that Thankfully, was really Charles, strange. Normally Alan. when the people go out on Zoom, you know how it freeze frames. It's usually your least uh, appealing image. You actually had a really nice smile. It looked like a portrait. <laughs> it was great. Hey, good morning, Coach Rosario. Welcome to Bartow Sports Zone. Uh, sorry about the technical issues. We're trying to get some things worked out in the new year, and glad you could join us this morning. Yeah, glad I can be here. Thank you. Uh, tell our audience, if you will, just share with us a little bit about uh, your wrestling experience and coaching experience prior to taking on the job at Cartersville. Yeah, so um, I actually went to Cass High School, graduated from Cass High School. From there, I went to uh, Cumberland University, where I All-American from there. I had the opportunity to go to Life University and become a graduate assistant coach under um, – Coach Omi Acosta, we were part of the 2021 National Championship team. And from there, I uh, made my way back to Cartersville, and, and I'm with the, the Canes now. Very good, and uh, glad to have you here in the community once again, especially with your expertise and your background. Uh, what about the folks helping you this season at Cartersville? Yes, so we have um, Kevin Nix. He's a Cass alumni. Um, State placer there. We have Aaron Tankersley. He's our youth coach. He took on that role. Uh, he's Oklahoma State champ. He helps out with the upper weights in the room. We have Robbie Eric. He came from life. I actually coached him at life. He helps out with the lower weights. And then we have, let's see, Mark Matheson. He's our uh, girls coach this year. Very good. We're visiting with Coach Sammy Rosario of Cartersville High School. The wrestling tournament for uh, state duels are advancing to the state duels sectionals. <laughs> Begins this weekend at Cartersville High School, Coach. Yes, sir. We're excited for it. All that uh, experience is going to come in handy when you uh, start working on hosting an event like that. So we look forward to all of the action at Cartersville High School this weekend uh, as three of our local teams, Cass, Cartersville, and Woodland, will all be in action at Cartersville High. Uh, We apologize for the technical issues we've had already this morning, but we'll take a break and we'll come back and visit more with Coach Sammy Rosario of Cartersville High School. Please stick around. What separates Styles Auto Care from others? Hey folks, Frankie Johnson here from Styles Auto Care. If you look past the fact that no other auto repair facility provides the different services that we offer at Styles, it's our people. As soon as you walk through the front door, you see a difference. A warm, comfortable family atmosphere where a mom and her children are comfortable. Friendly faces that greet you with a smile. Knowledgeable staff that truly listen to your concern. Styles Auto Care, 1261 West Avenue, where you'll always be treated as family. 
Have you seen the complete line of quality UTVs and ATVs at Elite Stone Supply? That's right, Elite Stone Supply has the innovative and exciting High Sun line of off-road and all-terrain vehicles. High Sun UTVs and ATVs are unique and versatile. They'll surpass anything you've experienced in power sport vehicles before. Check out the complete line at Elite Stone Supply, Joe Frank Harris Parkway and Baker Road, just north of Cartersville across from Racetrack. Find us on Facebook and at EliteStoneSupply.com. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone, our first show of the 2023 year. Glad you could join us, and uh, we hope uh, your morning is going better than ours so far as far as our technical connections are concerned. Uh, we've got Coach Sammy Rosario of the Cartersville Purple Hurricanes on the line with us this morning through our Zoom connection, and we're talking high school wrestling. They'll be hosting the Region 7-5A Duels Championship tomorrow at Cartersville High School. And, Coach, uh, one of the things we like to do with Bartow Sports Zone is talk about our kids in our programs, and we'd like for you to kind of go through your uh, – roster through uh 106 through your heavyweights and and just kind of tell us a little bit about the guys that are in your lineup this season yeah of course so at 106 um we have julian klein he's a sophomore uh he placed at a pretty tough tournament he played six at the jefferson invite um 113 malachi dewberry he's a freshman uh 120 grant adams this kid he's a return to state qualifier he, uh, he actually lost in the blood round at State last year. Strong, confident kid. He goes out there to put on a show. He plays third at North Atlanta, fifth at Jefferson. Uh, 126, Aiden Neal, returning placer. Very dominant on the mat. He's very aggressive. He's always looking to score points on opponents. He's placed at pretty much every tournament we've had. Third at North Atlanta, third at Macaulay, uh, third at Jefferson. Let's see, 132. Uh, we have Gray Williams, second-year wrestler. Um, last year, he made it all the way to sectionals, knowing just to take down and a half. Placed third at North Atlanta. So uh, excited to watch him develop. The 138, Talon Nix, another state qualifier that lost in the blood round last year at State. Very exciting to watch. Uh, watch him chain wrestle, and he's, he's very, uh, he wrestles very smart in tough matches. Big reason why he's successful in wrestling. Uh, placed third at Macaulay, very tough tournament. 144, Montgomery Tompkins, aggressive attack style wrestler. Uh, keeps coming at you the full six minutes, very hard worker in the room. Um, holds his team accountable, holds everybody accountable in the, in the room. Uh, Jackson Latimer Jr., very tough kid. Who's, he's developing day by day. Made it to sectionals last year, just couldn't quite uh, put things together and make it to state, so we're hoping to see him uh, make it to the big stage this year. Uh, 57, we have a freshman, Peter Sabeda, um, 65, Ty Phillips, and Caden Baker. They go back and forth. They're both first-year wrestlers, still learning, developing young guys. Uh, 175, Jonathan Radford. He's a sophomore, also still developing, young kid. Uh, 190, we have Anitra Witherspoon. She's the only girl out on her team. She's a junior. Uh, last year was her first year competing. She made it all the way to state, lost in the blood round. 
at state. Um, very, very tough girl. Uh, 215, we have Diego Olade. This kid is probably one of the hardest working kids you'll ever see. Um, he's the last guy to leave the room every day. He's always asking questions, getting the extra work in um, to better his game plan for, for his matches, giving up a little bit of weight at his weight class. And then lastly, we have um, Delroy um, Hurst at 285. He's a junior. He's the young brother to our state champ from last year, Shadra Hurst. Uh, this this kid is very quiet. He really doesn't say much, but when he steps out on the mat, he's, he's a scary dude. Uh, he's given up a little bit of uh, weight wrestling heavy. He's about, probably about 230, 240, but his strength and explosiveness, you know, makes up for that. And he goes out there and, and uh, does his thing. So that's our lineup right there. That's what we're going to be presenting at, at duels. Coach Sammy Rosario of the Cartersville Purple Hurricanes, they'll be hosting the uh, Region 7-5A Duels Championship tomorrow at Cartersville High School. Tell us a little bit about the daily schedule, if you will, Coach. Yeah, so we uh, we get started at about uh, 8.30. Um, we're just excited, you know, to get another chance to compete, showcase the, the work we've been putting in in the practice room. And this time we get to do it in, in front of our home crowd. So, you know, we encourage all of our friends, family, and fans to come out and support. Um, and we're, we're in a good spot. We got, the, we got the three seeds, so we'll have Hiram first. And then from there, we'll just try to progress the bracket and, and try to just do better than we did last year. Sure. And we talked about it during uh, the time we were having some technical issues at the beginning of the show this morning. You've got uh, two teams in the top 10 in your area, and then Cartersville, your team, and Dalton just on the outside looking in. So should be some really good action out there at Cartersville High School. Yeah, yep. We always, Cass is always a powerhouse, uh, returning state champs, and Woodland is Woodland. You guys, you guys know that. Uh, always top top two, top three in the state, uh, most of the time state champs. So, yeah, we're looking forward to it. It'll be all at Cartersville High School starting tomorrow morning, 8.30. Coach Rosario, thank you for joining us this morning on Bartow Sports Zone. Thank you. Have a good one. That's Coach Sammy Rosario, head wrestling coach at Cartersville High School. They'll be hosting the Region 75A Duels Championship starting tomorrow morning at 8.30. You'll have Cass in action there, Woodland, Dalton, Hiram, uh, some of the other teams that are involved uh, will be there as well. Well, Let's take a break and be back with more of Bartow Sports Zone. To win in sports, you need to adjust your strategy as the game changes. The same is true of investments. Derek Strange, your Cartersville Edward Jones financial advisor, can help you create a game plan for your financial goal. He'll help you look at the big picture and help you plan for your future. Call Derek at 770-386-4545 or visit edwardjones.com to get started today. Edward Jones, member SIPC. Elite Stone Supply can meet all your needs for outdoor supplies and power equipment, but did you know we repair and service small engines? From string trimmers to lawnmowers, Elite has the experience, tools, and service to keep your equipment running. Elite Stone Supply with Husqvarna mowers, High Sun ATVs, Premier Buildings, and Superior Trailers. We have it all at Nine Baker Road and Joe Frank Harris Parkway just north of Cartersville across from Racetrack. Online at EliteStoneSupply.net. 
Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone. We're glad you could join us this morning, uh, and uh, we uh, were planning to have our wrestling coaches on, a couple of our local wrestling coaches. We did finally squeeze Sammy Rosario, the head coach at Cartersville High School, in on our Zoom connection earlier this morning. Glad to talk to him and talk a little bit about the Region 7-5A championships that they are hosting at Cartersville High School tomorrow, starting at about 8.30. And uh, we had on tap, we thought, Coach Spencer Jones of the Adairsville High School wrestling program. We had him lined up for this segment on Bartow Sports Zone, but uh, we've had some technical issues this morning. And uh, we uh, think we have those straightened out, but now we're waiting on Coach Jones to join us, Jackson. And uh, uh, let's talk a little bit about Adairsville High Wrestling. They've uh, uh, really uh, picked it up over the last, I'd say, three or four years and really become a factor even at the state level. Uh, sure have. I uh, was really impressed with their run they made last year. Um, you know, the new coach up there, fairly new coach, he's done a good job. I thought his uh, – some of his strategy and things he done during the, the team portion of the duels uh, worked out well for them. Glad to see that program going in the right direction. Yeah, we've got high school wrestling, uh, the duels portion of the competition. Georgia, we mentioned earlier, Georgia has two separate state championships in wrestling. They have what's known as the duels portion of the season. That's the uh, portion that begins tomorrow with their either region or area. In Adairsville's case, it is an area tournament that will be down at Bremen High School. And, of course, Bremen will be one of the top contenders there along with Adairsville at that competition. Both of those teams ranked in the top 10 in their classification. And then uh, in Class 5A, uh, it's a larger classification, so there are enough schools. They still have region competitions in wrestling. So the region tournament, will be at Cartersville High School tomorrow. And, of course, that will include three of our local teams in Cartersville. The host, Cass, who is currently ranked number one in the state. Uh, Woodland is ranked number four in the state. Dalton is another uh, top contender. They're just outside the top ten, as is Cartersville. So some some really strong wrestling programs Jackson, right here in our own community, and a great opportunity for folks to get out there to Cartersville High School tomorrow and see some of that action. Yeah, I don't know that you'll find a better region tournament uh, than Region 7 5A. Uh, solid, solid wrestling programs, top to bottom. Uh, we mentioned the two state championships, just for, for folks who may not know, understand the this first championship, if you will, is strictly team. It, it goes by your your team score, and then they'll do this kind of again uh, for individuals, uh, classes that uh, determine a state championship for the individual weight classes versus a team school. Correct. Uh, the duels championship is one school against the other school, and they put their entire lineup out there starting at 106 and going all the way through heavyweight, and each of those 14 weight classes compete against one another. And the team that comes out with the most points uh, after that head-to-head -head competition will advance in a bracket. And, of course, uh, uh, the loser is eliminated, or at least uh, early in the early rounds, moves to a consolation bracket. So uh, that is the portion of the schedule that begins tomorrow. And then later on, after the state 
duels has been completed in all of the classifications, they will have what is known as the traditional championships. And in that, uh, every school uh, has an opportunity to put uh, folks in each of the weight classes in each classification. They'll start out at the local area, either with region or with their area. And uh, each of the weight class champions and uh, top placers will advance. And, of course, schools earn points by uh, the number of individuals that advance in their particular bracket. So uh, there is a way in Georgia to win two different state championships in wrestling, uh, both under uh, different formats. Uh, But, Jackson, uh, we've seen since they started this uh, several years ago now uh, that a lot of times the strongest dual competition team is often also the strongest traditional format team. Absolutely, and uh, that's that's typically, like you mentioned, goes hand in hand. Uh, but you'll have some of the smaller schools that maybe doesn't have a, enough to fill each weight class, and, and that particular school may not do well in the dual competition, but you have an individual wrestler at that smaller school that can advance uh, individually and get a, earn his state championship uh, in the uh, in traditional format, if you will. Yeah, that's a great point uh, that – it, it the traditional format uh, benefits that individual wrestler, and it really doesn't even have to be at a smaller school, I guess. It could be at any classification where you've got uh, maybe the best wrestler in the state or one of the top three or four wrestlers in the state in his particular weight class, but he happens to be at a school where uh, maybe the team is not as strong, and it allows that individual to advance deep into the state tournament and uh, maybe even win a state championship. Yep. And the flip side of that, in the in the duels portion of the competition, you'll also see a lot of coaches, there's a little more strategy involved because it's more of a team concept. And they may have a wrestler who's really good, and at a certain weight class, they may wrestle them up a class uh, just to earn points to looking for that particular matchup where in the traditional format, it's uh, you get in your weight class, go win what you can win. So it's uh, very interesting, fun to watch. Yeah, and uh, the strategy is interesting. And uh, to kind of dovetail off what you were just talking about, in the duels competition, uh, let's say a particular wrestler, um, let's say a school has two really good wrestlers in the same weight division, they can actually uh, make a decision to have one of those wrestle in a higher weight division against the other school uh, just to try to earn points in that head-to-head match. Yep, yep. And that's, uh, you'll see a lot of that this weekend. Uh, I encourage everyone who's got some free time Saturday, it's, it's, uh, worth the trip over, probably eight or 10 bucks to get in, but you're going to see some fast paced, uh, exciting rest. Yeah. And it is thrilling, uh, to sit there and watch that individual. And I don't know, Jackson, of a tougher sport for an individual. Neither do I. Uh, it's, uh, something that I attempted when I was in high school back in the day. And, uh, I found out pretty quick. It's a it's a different type of uh, conditioning. It's a different type of uh, <laughs> mental preparation that you have to go through to be able to be successful as a wrestler. Uh, something, no doubt. Well, we'll keep working trying to get uh, Coach Jones from Adairsville on the line with us uh, during this next commercial break. And if not, Jackson and I will come back and we'll talk about some more high school wrestling or uh, we'll jump over to a couple of other topics as well. So please stick around. You're listening to Bartow Sports Zone.
Do you see yourself traveling, working part-time, or moving someplace warmer when you retire? Derek Strange, your Cartersville Edward Jones financial advisor, wants to help make your retirement goals a reality. He can help you figure out where you are today and how to get where you expect to be. Working together, you can plan for what you want and be ready to take on anything unexpected along the way. Call Derek at 770-386-4545 or visit edwardjones.com to get started today. Edward Jones, member SIPC. What separates Styles Auto Care from others? Hey folks, Frankie Johnson here from Styles Auto Care. If you look past the fact that no other auto repair facility provides the different services that we offer at Styles, it's our people. As soon as you walk through the front door, you see a difference. A warm, comfortable family atmosphere where a mom and her children are comfortable. Friendly faces that greet you with a smile. Knowledgeable staff that truly listen to your concern. Styles Auto Care, 1261 West Avenue, where you'll always be treated as family. Good morning, friends, and welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone. Uh, we had hoped to visit with a couple of our wrestling coaches this morning. Uh, we had some technical difficulties in the opening half hour, but we did squeeze uh, Coach Sammy Rosario of the Cartersville Purple Hurricanes in, oh, for about 10 minutes or so, and got to uh, run through his lineup at Cartersville High School and uh, talk about their weekend uh, event tomorrow. Starting at 8.30, the Cartersville Hurricanes will be hosting the Region 7-5A Duels Wrestling Championship. Uh, they, they will begin wrestling around 8.30 tomorrow morning. That's going to include three of our local schools, Cartersville and Cass and Woodland. Of course, Cass currently ranked number one in the state. Woodland at number four in the state. Cartersville and then Dalton. Also in that area competition tomorrow, or region competition tomorrow, they are not in the top 10, but they are just outside it at uh, around 11, 12, or 13 in the state ranking. So you've got uh, four really strong teams that will be there uh, as you head into the uh, region competition. And, of course, the top four teams will have an opportunity to advance to the sectionals uh, the follow, or I guess it's just the top two that advance to the sectionals the following weekend. So, a big competition, Jackson, coming up tomorrow at Cartersville High School. Yep. Uh, again, mention it one more time. I encourage you if you if you have a chance to get out to to watch these guys perform. It's uh, it's it's really fun to watch. It's fast paced. Uh, it's not what you watch on TV. We mentioned on the break there the professional <laughs> wrestling. It's uh, it's nothing like that. It's it's really good stuff. Uh, high energy and those guys really get after it and uh, well coached well coached teams in our area too uh coach rosario uh, of course the the guys at cass and woodland uh, traditionally do a really good job with with those programs yeah and uh hopefully uh we'll get to talk to some of those guys next week as we move forward from the region and area situation onto the state sectionals um we talked a lot about uh, Class 5A that's at Cartersville because that's the local event. We want to encourage people to get out there and support uh, their local teams. But Adairsville will be in action down at Bremen High School in Class AAA. Now, theirs is a little different, Jackson, in that they don't, uh, you know, Adairsville's in Region 6 AAA, uh, but they actually take, uh, I think it's four of the region's 
in class AAA and divided into a couple of different areas. So there's blends of uh, schools from various regions that will be down at Bremen. And I know uh, Bremen and uh, Daresville are both ranked in the top 10 there. Uh, I can't tell you, I would have asked the coach had he been on the show this morning. Uh, I think Ringgold is in the top 10 as well, and they may be down there in that area. Also, Pickens, another school that's pretty close to us that may be in that area. Uh, but uh, since I did not uh, prepare to not have the guest on, <laughs> I was going <laughs> to let the guest answer the question. I'm not sure which schools are there and which schools are at the other area in North Georgia for Class AAA. But uh, Adairsville's right there in the mix as one of the top 10 teams in Class AAA. So they'll try to prove that uh, tomorrow down at Bremen High School. Yep. Uh Hope, hoping, hoping the best for the, the Daresville program, which has been on the uptick. I expect them to, to place, if I'm correct, I think four advance out of the area instead of the region type setup. That, that, and, uh, yes, and, 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 and so, that's why it's yeah. pretty pretty easy to get it uh, confused as we talk about the differences in regions versus areas, the lower classifications doing area and the upper classifications doing region. And I believe from the region competition, it's two teams that advance. And then from the area competitions, they do send four forward because they're combining uh, more than one region. Yep. So uh, I think Adairsville has a really good chance. Uh, Bremen traditionally kind of like Woodland and Cass in their classification, uh, traditionally a a powerhouse. So it'd be uh, interesting to see how Adairsville matches up with those guys. Jackson, one of the other things that I wanted to talk to our coaches about, and of course we got cut short with Coach Rosario and now uh, still waiting to see if Coach Jones is going to be able to join us this morning. Uh, One of the reasons that wrestling has progressed so well in our community is because of the youth programs that are here locally. I mean, even before these kids get to the middle school programs, and and now we do have middle school wrestling uh, at each of our uh, middle schools, uh, even before they get to that level, they're starting at a very young age and they're learning the specific skills that are necessary at an early age for those competitions. Uh, absolutely. Uh, two uh, very good youth programs here in our area that's been around uh, now a while. Uh, you know, we don't see a lot of wrestling uh, in the southeast at the college levels. And we've noticed here in the past few years, a lot of our these Georgia and Southeastern kids are, are getting scholarships up north. And, and uh, traditionally, you've always thought about the, the flyover states, that Iowa, Illinois area being the, the wrestling hotbed. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if on all these college rosters these days, you got just as many from the Southeast as you do from, from that local area up there. That's a great point. And that's one of the things that we cover on BartosportsZone.com. Each week we have that Athletes Beyond Bartow segment on BartowSportsZone.com. And that's one of the things that you will notice is we have uh, quite a few, probably uh, a dozen or more uh, young men who are out there all across the country uh, competing at the college level in uh, wrestling. And, um, you know, it's just a a good fortune for this community that it's a sport that has really grown and, and, and blossomed locally and now we've got young guys that are all the way from colorado to uh, up in ohio and iowa we've got some in north carolina uh up in pennsylvania we've got uh young men that wrestled at cass and at woodland and at daresville 
that are scattered all over the country competing at the college level. Yeah, fun to watch. Uh, it's going to be interesting uh, weekend this weekend to see how it turns out for our local teams as well. One more time, and we'll tell you that the Region 7-5A Duels Championship begins uh, tomorrow morning at 8.30 at Cartersville High School. It'll be Cartersville, Cass, and Woodland, all locally, uh, all local teams involved in that with three other schools. They'll com- be competing for two spots to advance to the state sectionals the following weekend. And Adairsville will be down at Bremen High School competing in their area competition And, of course, they'll be competing for one of the top four spots at that area uh, to try to move to the state sectionals in Class AAA. We're up on a uh, break uh, for news at the top of the hour. We'll take that time out, and we'll be back with more of Bartow Sports Zone. sponsors of the Elite Athletes of the Month, Elite Stone Supply at Baker Road and U.S. 41 North of Cartersville is your local authorized Husqvarna dealer. See Elite for help with all your landscaping needs or supplies and check out our inventory of mowers, tillers, trimmers, and blowers. Need pine straw, mulch, sand, or topsoil? How about cultured or natural stone? Elite has tons of options and we deliver. Across from Racetrack just north of Cartersville on Facebook and at EliteStoneSupply.net. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone. We move into our second hour of the 2023 year with Bartow Sports Zone. Hopefully things are on the uptick, Alan, by the WBHF studios. Uh, we've had an interesting morning so far. We're brought to you by Elite Stone Supply, Styles Auto Care, Derek Strange of Edward Jones, and Three Way Campers. And we'll remind you that next week uh, we hope to have uh, Coach D.L. Kuntz of the Cass Colonels Wrestling Program on the show. And we'll also visit with some of our local high school swim coaches as they all get ready uh, in wrestling for the duels sectionals. And the wrestling teams get ready for their uh, competitions to advance to the state wrestling or state swim meet. So uh, hopefully we'll have those guests lined up next week and ready to go. I want to welcome in Brad Stevens and Jackson Hyde once again on our Zoom connection. Uh, good morning, gentlemen, and Happy New Year. Good morning. Happy New Year. Glad to have you two guys here with us on Bartow Sports on this morning. Let's kind of swing into uh, some local community updates, and we'll start with the NFL, uh, starting with Trevor Lawrence. A big weekend coming up for the Jacksonville Jaguars, the second-year pro out of Clemson and Carsville High School. He was 17 for 21 passing last week for 152. Did not have a touchdown pass. Uh, that was an easy 31-3 to win for the Jaguars last Sunday at the Houston Texans. Uh, Jacksonville led 28 to nothing early in the third quarter and really was never threatened in that game. Uh, now the 23-year-old quarterback, uh, local guy, Heads uh, into this week, leading the Jaguars into a showdown with the Tennessee Titans. Titans are 7-9 and nine on the year. And, Jackson, that will be a head-to-head matchup for the final playoff spot in the AFC. But you also get a four seed if you win because you're going to be a division champion. Uh, absolutely. Get a home game. Uh, come out that 
victorious there. And it's uh, two teams kind of going in the opposite direction. I think the Jaguars are on the uptick, playing well. The game has really slowed down for Trevor. He's uh, he's seems to be improving every week and, and looking well. And uh, Tennessee's struggling at the quarterback position. Of course, they have Derrick Henry, and he'll be the key for the Jaguars defense to to keep him in check. But I I think we'll see uh, the Jaguars come out on top. I expect uh, Trevor to get him a home playoff game in his second year in the NFL, which is pretty remarkable. Yeah, really remarkable. Jacksonville, 8-8 eight and eight on the year. They host the Titans tomorrow night. That was one of the flex games. They got moved to tomorrow night at 8-15, so you'll be able to watch that in national TV coverage. The other NFL guy uh, that is active right now is uh, Emmanuel Jones. We knew him as Emmanuel Jones, Brad. Uh, now goes by Manny Jones after his years at Colorado State. Uh, he saw action on the Cardinals' defensive line last Sunday in a 20-19 to 19 loss to the Falcons uh, two weeks prior at Denver. He had a pair of assisted tackles in a loss. Uh, Arizona is 4-12 and 12, uh, and has lost six straight. Uh, they're wrapping up their regular season Sunday at the San Francisco 49ers. But good to see Manny Jones out there uh, from Bartow County and Woodland High School uh, in the NFL. Oh, man, it makes me so- so proud for him. Uh, we still, to this day, me and Josh and some of the others that have, we talk about his highlights from his days at Woodland. Uh, he had some of the hardest hits and crazy plays you've ever seen. He was a man among boys, and I'm really happy to see him being successful in the NFL. It doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, he had a good career at Colorado State uh, and now moved on to the NFL and getting to see some action uh, with the Arizona Cardinals. Let's kind of jump over to basketball now and give you our local roundup. We like to do this each week here on BSC. Uh, we'll start with Excel, where the Excel girls still looking for their first win. They're at Christian Heritage tonight. Uh, the boys are 6-7 and seven on the year, 2-0 and oh in Region 1 of Division 1AA in the GAPS classification or GAPS organization. They went 1-2 and two at the Adairsville Christmas Clash with losses to the eventual champion, South Paulding. They also lost to Long County, and they had a win over Woodland. Uh, Again, along with the girls, they are at Christian Heritage tonight. The Woodland girls are 2-11 on the year. They went 0-3 at the Adairsville Tournament with losses to Chattooga, Adairsville, and Blessed Trinity. They're at East Paulding tomorrow. They host Hiram and Calhoun next week as they start region play. The Woodland boys, 0-3 also at the Adairsville Christmas Clash. Losses to Adairsville, Chattooga, and Excel. Uh, Again, as we mentioned with the girls, they're at East Paulding tomorrow, a non-region game. And then they start region play next week, hosting Hiram on Tuesday and playing at Calhoun next Friday. Adairsville. Their girls are 8-5 and five on the year. They're 4-0 and oh in Region 6 AAA. Uh, they did lose at Sonoraville on Wednesday night. They'll play at Lafayette tonight. They went 1-2 and two in their own Christmas tournament. Losses to the eventual champion, North Laurel, out of Kentucky. They did beat Woodland, and they lost to Calhoun in that tournament. The Dearsville boys are 9-6, and 4-0 and oh in 6 AAA. They went 2-1 and one and were runner-up of their own Christmas clash uh, last week. They beat Woodland and Murray County before falling to South Paulding in pretty much a one-sided championship game. They also lost by five at Sonorville on Wednesday night. They traveled to Lafayette tonight. The Cartersville girls are seven and three. They went two and zero at a Christmas tournament down at Carrollton, beating Sandy Creek and Harris County. 
Uh, Monday, they had a home loss to Harrison. Tuesday, they picked up a win over Rockmart. They play tomorrow at Cedartown, as do the Cartersville boys, who are five and six. They went two and one at the Pickens Holiday Classic last week, uh, losing to the host Dragons, but winning over Gilmer and Sonorville. Uh, they lost to Harrison on Monday of this week, beat Rockmart on Tuesday night, and again, they're at Cedartown on uh, tomorrow. And the Cass Girls, 12 and two on the year. They won at Dunwoody Tuesday night. They have a home game against Calhoun next Tuesday, and they'll play at Cartersville one week from today. The Cass boys, right around the 500 mark, they are at 6-7 and seven on the year. Uh, they won only one game out of three last week at the Chick-fil-A Classic up in Dalton, hosted by Christian Heritage. They had losses to Walker Valley out of Tennessee and North Paulding, but they did beat Johnson out of Gainesville in that tournament. They're off until their home game uh, next Tuesday uh, against Calhoun, and they'll play at Cartersville on the 13th. That's one week from tonight. We'll take our uh, next break here on Bartow Sports Zone, and when we come back, we'll give you a quick recap on wrestling, and uh, then we'll jump into some other topics as well. So stick around. You're listening to Bartow Sports Zone. What separates Styles Auto Care from others? Hey folks, Frankie Johnson here from Styles Auto Care. If you look past the fact that no other auto repair facility provides the different services that we offer at Styles, it's our people. As soon as you walk through the front door, you see a difference. A warm, comfortable family atmosphere where a mom and her children are comfortable. Friendly faces that greet you with a smile. Knowledgeable staff that truly listen to your concern. Styles Auto Care, 1261 West Avenue, where you'll always be treated as family. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone. I'm your host, Charles Wilson, along with Jackson Hyde and Brad Stevens on the Zoom connection. We have Alan Sanders back in the WBHF studios, keeping things running for us this morning. And uh, I think we're back on track again, Alan. Kind of uh, a struggle to get started this morning, but uh, I think we're back on track for now. Yeah, it's been going pretty well. We, uh, you can't, you <laughs> can't control a guest who uh, sleeps past their alarm or has a sick kid. And the earlier issues we were able to pretty much figure out quickly. So yeah, it's been now don't don't curse it, but so far so good. Yeah, uh and again, I guess we should jump in here and let everybody know Spencer Jones, the uh, coach at Adairsville, who was scheduled to be with us this morning, he did wake up with a sick child this morning and had to take care of that. And uh, we fully understand that. We're a sports talk radio show. We'll we'll fill it in with other sports talk discussions and uh we'll take care of that and we appreciate him letting us know what happened. And we also want to thank Sammy Rosario for joining us in the opening half hour this morning. Let's talk a little bit more about wrestling uh, just remind folks that uh, the uh, area and region duels championships will be tomorrow at Cartersville High School and at Bremen High School for Adairsville in AAA uh, but backing up just a little bit I want to bring Brad Stevens in here Cass hosted and won the Guerrilla Warfare duels last Friday uh, Cartersville finished sixth in that competition uh, Cass of course winning it uh, with a little bit of a, a change in the format at the end, which was an exciting way to finish it up. 
Uh, but those three schools, Cass, Cartersville, and Woodland, will all be at the Region 7-5A Duels Championships tomorrow at Cartersville. But, uh, Brad, I know you were at the Guerrilla Warfare. Yeah, it was a really fun tournament. A lot of really good wrestling. A lot of good teams showed up. They That's what they wanted. They wanted iron sharpening iron out there, and that's what happened. Um, Cass had a fantastic day uh, from top to bottom. Uh, they got they got to wrestle Ola straight up, which is one of the teams that's you know in contention for the title in 5A. And Cass was able to beat them. Uh, you know, they beat a lot of people straight up. And then at the very end, Cass and Rockmart were the only undefeated teams. And rather than risk injury and and and, and prolong the tournament for another hour or two, they agreed to have a match between Jake Craps and TK Davis to decide it all. And Jake won it ten to eight in overtime. You couldn't have asked. For a better match and more drama, uh, that gave Cass the victory. It was a winner-take-all match that they decided on, which uh, it was just a great way to end the tournament. And, uh, you know, a real big uh, shot in the arm for Jake, uh, who, you know, just pl- did fantastic all day. He had four pins uh, and then beat Davis by points in that final match. Uh, but Cass has to be real thrilled with how they performed that that day. And uh, going forward uh, into these uh, region duels, uh, you know, they got to be the favorite right now. Yeah, we've mentioned it a couple of times this morning as uh, we went through that wrestling segment in the opening hour. Cass still ranked number one, uh, despite uh, the fact, and we talked about this during the commercial break, despite the fact they are uh, actually have a couple of holes in the lineup at the heavier weight classes. Yeah, they have to give up a forfeit in the uh, 215 and the heavyweight in every match they have. They don't have anybody at that spot right now. Uh, you know, it, So it kind of puts them in a hole, but... Their lower weight class guys are just hammers, uh, and they just get after you. Speaking of that, uh, Tyler McKnight is one of those hammers, and he committed to Davidson uh, to wrestle. So congratulations to him. Sure. Adairsville will be in action tomorrow in the Area 5 AAA duels. That's at Bremen High School. Uh, That tournament will include Adairsville, Bremen, Carver of Atlanta, Cedar Grove, Douglas of Atlanta, and Sandy Creek. So, Jackson, I was able to look up those uh, teams that are participating in Area 5 AAA. Adairsville, uh, from the from all early indications, and based on that lineup, they're in pretty good shape. Uh, absolutely. I think they've made uh, Bremen. Again, I have not seen Bremen wrestle or heard much about them this, this, as far as this year's concerned, but traditionally they're a, a powerhouse program over there. So that's probably the – the, the bullseye's probably on Bremen. I think Adairs was probably one of those teams that's going to be right there competing for maybe first place, second place in that in that area. So uh, good luck to all of our local wrestling teams, uh, Cass, Cartersville, and Woodland tomorrow at the Region 7-5A Duels Championship. That will be at Cartersville High School. And then Adairsville uh, heads down to Bremen uh, for the five AAA Duels, uh, trying to advance to the state sectionals with one of those uh, top uh, positions in class AAA. So we'll keep you updated on all of that this weekend with BartosportsZone.com. I want to transition now, guys. Uh, we're a sports talk radio show, and uh, we we don't typically focus on injuries. But in the NFL this past Monday night, uh, everybody has talked about it now. Bill Safety, Damar Hamlin, Uh, suffered cardiac arrest on the field in the first quarter of Monday night's Buffalo-Cincinnati game. After making a tackle, he had to be resuscitated on the field and taken by ambulance to the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. Uh, Still in ICU as of uh, last night, but we did learn yesterday that Hamlin is improving, uh, although he's still on a ventilator. 
uh, and he is able to communicate by writing, Brad. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I saw that, and I thought that DeMar Hamlin had passed away on the field. I thought he had died at that moment. It was uh, one of the most frightening things I've ever seen as a fan of any sport. I'm just glad that he's okay uh, and that his family's there with him, and he's able to – they were saying he was gripping their hands and, you know, and showing signs of, you know, recovery, and that's all that you could ever want in a situation like that. Just an absolutely frightening moment. Jackson, uh, we saw live on TV the – I guess the best way I can describe it is the suddenness of that situation and then the impact it had on players for both teams out there on the field. Uh, the emotion that played out on TV, it was just jarring. Absolutely. Uh, kudos to the uh, Bills training staff. I know their trainer was there immediately, uh, started CPR there, and then you had the first responders from the Cincinnati area there. And then kudos to the NFL for doing the right thing and, and canceling uh, no contest in that game, it will not be replayed. It was the the right thing to do. The mental state of both of those both of those teams after seeing something like that uh, was would have been tough to tough to deal with. It you know, it was tough to see on TV. It definitely would have been tough to deal with in person and with your teammate being involved. Yeah, just a lot of uh, of uh, emotion uh, expressed there, both by the coverage of it and uh, by the players on the field. And of course, we see that all the time. In football, where there's an injury and both teams uh, kind of forget about the uh, competition for the moment and and show their concern for the athlete that's out there on the field. Uh, but this was about as dramatic as I have ever seen. I will throw this tidbit in there. In the history of the NFL, there's only been one death on the field in NFL history. It was a receiver named Chuck Hughes. He was out of Texas Western, which is now UTEP. Uh, he was a Detroit Lions receiver. He took a hit after a 32-yard reception, and then an autopsy later revealed that it had dislodged a blood clot and later led uh, to cardiac arrest. So almost an identical-type situation, but a long time ago in the NFL. So uh, always a dangerous situation when that happens, but uh, just one of those quirky injury-type situations uh, that occurred on Monday night. We'll take our next time out here on Bartow Sports Zone, and uh, we'll be back with more. To win in sports, you need to adjust your strategy as the game changes. The same is true of investments. Derek Strange, your Cartersville Edward Jones financial advisor, can help you create a game plan for your financial goals. He'll help you look at the big picture and help you plan for your future. Call Derek at 770-386-4545 or visit edwardjones.com to get started today. Edward Jones, member SIPC. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone, the first edition of 2023 on BSZ on WBHF. We're glad you could join us this morning. Uh, I'm going to jump right to it, guys. Uh, we're going to get right into the college football playoffs uh, because I've got so much material here, we'll never get to all of it. Uh, first question, was last Saturday – the best day in college football playoff history. Brad Stevens, you go first. Well, 
being a Georgia Bulldog, yes, uh, it was a, a great day. It wasn't for a while, but then it became a great day. But, uh, yes, uh, the, the TCU-Michigan game was just a barn burner. It's all you could have ever wanted in a game, just like the Georgia-Ohio State thing coming back for a win and TCU pulling off the major upset. I mean, everybody was anticipating Georgia-Michigan in this end, and, and uh, they shocked the world again uh, with their gutsy play and opportunistic turnovers and, you know, special teams. Uh, they they got, the, got the job done. And, that's you know, as a college football fan, what more could you want? And then, you know, that offensive, you know, output by Georgia and Ohio State, a uh, lot of fun to watch. Uh, not if you're a Georgia fan for a while, uh, you know, especially the first three quarters. My goodness, uh, Stroud is the truth. Uh, a lot of Georgia folks thought we would beat them by two or three touchdowns. I never believed that. Uh, I know that's a talented football team over there, well coached, and they showed out. But, yes, definitely the best playoff I can remember. Jackson, uh, TCU beats Michigan 51-45. Georgia over Ohio State 42-41. to uh, just a couple of uh, really uh, compelling games, and most folks thought that that Fiesta Bowl semifinal would just be a romp. Yeah, it was uh, absolutely fun to watch. And coming from a guy who really didn't have a dog in the hunt, it was uh, very exciting. When you don't have a a rooting interest really on who wins either those those two games, it was absolutely fun to watch. And uh, I'm excited about this game coming Monday. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be another barn burner. I really think it'll be a good ball game. Well, Max Duggan at uh, TCU, he has uh, found a way over and over again to pull TCU out of the fire, if you will, and uh, pull off uh, win after win. I know they didn't quite win their conference championship game, but still, what a tremendous year, and everybody's doubted them all year long. Uh, I can pull the show files, guys, from back in September when uh, I told both of you you know, you really can't sleep on TCU because they keep finding a way to win these games. They're uh, well-coached. Sonny Dykes is, you know, he's paid his dues at other places. He's back home in Texas, and he's doing well. And like you said, Duggan, who wasn't even the starting quarterback at the beginning of the year. Um, yeah, they're, playing right. with, they're playing with house money now. I mean, they really they feel like, you know, the world's against them and they've got nothing to lose. So I, I expect them to come out loose and, and play Georgia well. Yeah, I forgot that Sonny Dykes coached with Hal Mummy at Kentucky. Uh, yeah, I forgot he was part of that staff, so he's yeah, got a great offensive part, mind. Yeah, yeah, I think part of that, there's a Valdosta State connection there. Yeah. yeah. Let's sort of reflect back on the Georgia win over Ohio State for just a bit. Uh, Ohio State went up 14 with a field goal with just 30 seconds left in the third quarter. They were ahead 38-24 to 24 at that juncture. Uh, Georgia drives back down the field. They get to the two-yard line, Brad, but they have to settle for a 31-yard field goal after a couple of kind of botched plays. At the time, I got to tell you, as a Georgia fan, I was concerned. I'm thinking uh, we probably should have gone for it on fourth down there, but Pod Lesney's uh, field goal made the score 38-27, to and at the time, I thought that was an interesting decision by Kirby Smart. Yeah, I, I, I felt the same way, Charles. I thought, you know, I thought we're out of gas and energy here. They, they could blow the doors off of us here. Um, I had that thought. I was like, man, I can't believe that's how the season's going to end for these guys. Uh, but it just showed that resolve that they've got and the belief they have in each other. And that's what Curry's been talking about all year long. You know, these guys believe in each other. I mean, no matter how chip, the chips get down, I mean, then the Missouri game was a terrible game for the dogs. They found a way, you know, the, the Kent State game, not a great game, but they were able to gut that out, you know, here we are again, not playing really great, maybe a B-minus game, 
still hanging with one of the best teams in the country. And I mean, I just have to assume that Kirby knows what he's doing. And you saw what it led to uh, that great fourth quarter. Jackson, I know uh, you and I chatted some about this right after the game. Uh, but I want to ask you this question. A more impactful timeout. Was it the 1993 NCAA basketball tournament timeout by Chris Weber of Michigan in that championship game against North Carolina or the one Kirby Smart called on the fake punt? Uh, if there was an MVP uh, from from that Georgia-Ohio State game, to me it's Kirby Smart. Uh, the kick in the field goal there where, you know, he was second-guessed by a lot of folks, but the timeout on the fake punt to me was the difference maker. I think, what, one or two plays later – you hit the 76-yard touchdown pass there to kind of swing the momentum completely. Yeah, back. it was the very next possession. The very next play, yeah. It was a huge timeout. Huge. I don't know if, if Kirby saw it or if somebody upstairs saw it and got the word to him, but uh, uh, he, he well-coached ball game as far as uh, time management, I thought, as well as uh, you know decision-making on the timeouts and field goals and things of that nature. I thought it might have been the best game from the sideline that I've seen from Kirby Smart. Yeah, there were eight. There was eight fifty-eight remaining in the game at the time. Georgia was trailing by eleven points. They line up, and uh, we saw it executed. They faked the punt there with the short snap, but just before the snap, Kirby Smart had gotten a timeout on that fourth and one play. Brad, um, if there's ever a Kirby Smart statue erected at Sanford Stadium, it might be of him calling timeout. You know what? I, I agree with you. I mean, the biggest play of the game right there. And, uh, you know, talking about timeouts and things like that, I was looking at this thing that Josh Brock told me to look at where they, you know, much ado was made about the referees in this game. And according to this guy that watches the games and redoes all the uh, plays and see, the referees missed 22 holding penalties and seven illegal procedures in the game. Yeah, I don't doubt that at all. It was, uh, a little bit shaky. Pac-12 officials in that game. And, uh, of course, we're always critical of officiating. Uh, being an official myself, I know how folks can be critical. Uh, but uh, there were some interesting decisions in that one. Uh, Jackson, one of the items that I'll point out from that game, Podlesny misses two field goals early. Georgia fans are just not accustomed to that happening. And then Georgia was only two for 10 on third down. That was their worst third down output of the year. Yeah, it, it was uncharacteristic of, of Podlesny and as well as the Georgia offense on third down. It was, uh, that's, you know, looking back, it's what kept Ohio State in the game, kind of kept momentum on the Ohio State side. Uh, Ohio State was not much better. On third down, I think 412, that's off the top of my head, but somewhere along those lines. Uh, but Georgia, you know, kind of played it soft, kept everything underneath, didn't want to give up the big play, and uh, just hung around and made the plays they had to make there at the end to win the ball game. And uh, that's what that's what you expected. And um, looking forward to this Monday. Yeah, Stetson Bennett, Brad, uh, had both the worst game and the best game all in one. He kind of matched Stroud statistically more yards and one less touchdown. But of his 11 incompletions, three or four of those were some of the worst throws we've actually seen him make all season long. Oh, that interception to Steel Chambers was absolutely awful. Kenny McIntosh was five yards behind him. Probably would have scored if he could have caught the ball, but he threw it right in the numbers to Chambers. It just had a really uncharacteristic three quarters right there. 
But, you know, once again, wakes up when he has to and makes it happen. Uh, you know, and he's the winner at the end of the day. And I still could not believe that he threw for more yards than Stroud. I couldn't believe when I saw that stat line. He threw for 400 yards. Yeah, and he had the RPO decision on the third and one on that opening drive, uh, down seven points already, where he, where if he hands it off, it's just a walk-in touchdown, and he missed it uh, completely. So a rough start for Bennett, but he comes back uh, with the best fourth quarter in college football playoff history. We'll take our next time out here on Bartow Sports Zone. We'll talk some more about Georgia and TCU. Keep your property in top-notch shape this season with a new Husqvarna mower from Elite Stone Supply. With all your residential and commercial mower needs, Elite has zero-turn, riding, and walk-behind models in all price levels. Check out the robotic mowers, too. Come make your best deal today on any of our full line of Husqvarna mowers at Elite Stone Supply, 9 Baker Road, just north of Cartersville on US 41, across from Racetrack, on Facebook and online at EliteStoneSupply.net. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone. Charles Wilson here, along with Jackson Hyde and Brad Stevens on the Zoom connection. Alan Sanders back in the WBHF studios on the guitar as well. And we appreciate uh, the intro as we come back in. Guys, I want to talk uh, on a couple of other things from uh, last Saturday's semifinal game, Georgia and Ohio State. First of all, we got to talk about C.J. Stroud. He was just incredible and uh, that was with his team missing a lot of their offensive ingredients, Brad. Oh, yeah. I mean, J- uh, Jackson and Jigba, uh, you know, opted for the NFL. Uh, they lost their starting tight end pretty quickly in the game as well uh, to injury. And, you know, he, he didn't, and uh, Travion Henderson, the running back they normally have, he didn't play. Uh, Mayan Williams was hurt too. So, yeah, he didn't have a lot of guys out there that he normally does. But Stroud – for me, the most impressive thing was when we and Georgia's defensive line would break back there and get to him. He would scramble out of it every almost every time and find somebody downfield on the run. Uh, you know, Marvin Harrison was the, the recipient of several of those, um, and you know, just a real fantastic quarterback. I mean, he had a Heisman-like day. I mean, if you revoted the Heisman after the you know, bowl games, I think some people might change their minds about how that went. Jackson, uh, one of the things I wanted to point out, I know you from an offensive line technical standpoint, you noticed this as well. Ohio State self-scouted themselves well enough, and they didn't just have the purely formed pocket and and expect Stroud to stay there. They had a lot of half rolls and a lot of half boots and what have you where they moved the pocket, and it took away a lot of the middle pressure that Georgia is typically able to apply. Yeah, Georgia's typically will not send more than four, sometimes five guys. And uh, Ohio State knew that coming in. They kind of rolled it out. If Georgia definitely had the advantage up the middle uh, with Jalen Carter and that crew in the inside, and they kind of got him out in space where he'd have the option to to, to run it if need be and, and to buy him some time to, to make the plays. I think Georgia wound up with one or two sacks on the night. But uh, Stroud did a really good job, like you said, moving the pocket, finding the open guy and uh, extending plays and extending drives. Darnell Washington is a, a key ingredient for the Georgia offense. I knew that all season long, guys. 
but uh, he leaves early in that game with a foot injury. Had a huge impact on the on Georgia's uh, run game. Uh, but I discovered, and I've watched every Georgia game this season as a fan. He frees up Bowers and McConkey more than I realize, simply because of his presence in the middle, Brad. Without a doubt, Charles, when you saw him go out, you saw our offense completely change. He's an offensive tackle that can catch and run, literally. I mean, you watch him block. I mean, he's going to make millions in the NFL for his blocking skills. Uh, you know, being, being 6'7", 270, it doesn't hurt either. Uh, but, yes, uh, you know, when you get him in there and he stands, you, know, you got a guy, you throw a 50-50 ball for him, it's like an 80-20. Uh, you know, and so you, know, you have to account for him. And a lot of times he's double teamed. And you're right. You got Bowers and McConkey running free out there with their speed. Uh, you know, and him being in the middle right there really freed that up. But him being out was tough. But let's not take anything away from Oscar Delt, who came in and filled in and did a nice job, though. Jackson, uh, what do we have on Monday night? All that taken into account. Do we have another shootout? Uh, let's keep in mind uh, Georgia had to play from behind against Ohio State for the most part. So, in my opinion, that game plays out a lot differently if Georgia doesn't. Uh, seemingly stay behind seven to 14 points most of the night. Uh, and in reality, as I reflect back on it, had they been ahead, it might not have worked out as well because Ohio State was so effective with the passing game. Yeah, it's uh, it kind of took Georgia out of their, their their typical offensive situation, getting behind early like they did. Uh, but Monday night, I think you'll see a, a, a little bit different scheme on defense. I think you'll see Georgia play a little bit tighter. Uh, as far as the passing game, not as big a threat to beat you deep as uh, TCU's not as big a threat as Ohio State was with the with the long passing game. Uh, Duggan may be a little more effective running the ball. I think you'll see the TCU do something similar as far as rolling him out, getting him kind of in space, getting him out of that middle of the pocket uh, where Georgia's going to have the big advantage there. Um, it'd be fun to watch. Uh, I think Georgia's the better team. I think Georgia should win the ball game. I think turnovers are going to be the key. I think if TCU doesn't get the, the turnovers early they did last week, that Michigan probably wins that ball game. So if uh, Georgia can stay away from the turnovers, I think they're just strong enough at every position to, to win the ball game Monday. Brad, I've heard it uh, described that Michigan uh, being a primary run, run, run offense, I heard them described as Georgia light, so to speak. Uh, as far as their offense is concerned, TCU's a lot more balanced. Uh, they handled uh, Michigan quite well. Let's talk about some of the uh, TCU weapons. Quentin Johnson, uh, Johnston is uh, their best receiver. He had six catches against Michigan. Uh, they have uh, a running back that's banged up a little bit in uh, Condre Miller, but then you've got uh, uh, Amari uh, DiMercato, that will fill in and filled in nicely last week. So uh, you got a lot of question marks there as to what TCU will try to do against that Georgia defense. Yeah, and let's not forget, you mentioned it earlier, Duggan's ability to scramble and make it happen with his legs is another – he's like another running back back there. They're going to get third and shorts. They're going to look for him to, to run the ball uh, and get a push from behind with a running back. They do that a lot on those third and shorts. So Georgia's got to you know stay disciplined. Jalen Carter is going to have to have another great game. Uh, to win this game, and uh, Ringo's going to have to match up with Johnston because he absolutely burned Michigan. And we were talking about this earlier. You know, TCU's defensive line handled themselves pretty well against that Joe Moore award-winning offensive line of Michigan. So 
you know, we've got to play our best game on all sides of the ball to win this. This is not going to be a walkover like a lot of people think. Well, make your pick, Brad. We've heard Jackson's. Well, I, I pick with the dogs win by 10. And let me just say one thing before we sign off. If you're a Georgia Bulldog fan after this week and you are still pro SEC, you should be tarred and feathered. <laughs> Everybody is against us. You should not ever pull for the SEC ever again. I knew Brad was coming with that at some point this morning. Before we sign off, uh, a salute to the Green Wave also. Uh, we need to salute Tulane and their Cotton Bowl win over USC. Uh, the win accomplished uh, one of the biggest turnarounds in college football history. They went from what I think was 2-10 uh, and 10, uh, to a 12-2 season. So congratulations to Tulane. I think they might even sneak into the top 10 in the final rankings. That's going to wrap it up for this week's edition of Bartow Sports On. For Jackson Hyde, Brad Stevens, and Alan Sanders, I'm Charles Wilson. Have a great weekend, everybody.